And then we've got Toronto and Montreal to preview. A couple Canadians. We might have to do like a... Uh, and really, we probably need to... <laughs> preview the other ones too. Preview Philadelphia as well. And uh, so I'm gonna, you're going to miss the Saturday game, and then I'm going to miss the next two after that. Okay. Because there's a game on the third, and there's a which I leave on the third, and then there's... How would you feel about a Donaldless episode? We're no, recording, I've, so you I've can, you can get your opinion you. on Wes. Yeah, I've literally have told you I will sue you. I need to push you. I need to push you. I need. I can't let you feel like you're too comfortable have in you your been position feeling that in, the, way? in the starting lineup. I, I feel like you're getting complacent. I don't think, I don't think so. I'm not, your performances have gone up. I feel like you yeah, if anything, have been good with the guests and helping me kind of run those shows, but... Yeah, if anything, I talk way more. I feel like I've, I've just been getting better. I know how to push. I know how to push you. Oh, I've yeah. created. I've turned you into the podcaster you are with oh, my yeah. with my man management. I will sue you. <laughs> I have a lawyer. Who would you really? Be, would you really be upset if we did it without you? Probably nah, Probably not. It'd be interesting. I kind of. I do. I do feel like I need you. It it would suck if like it turns out it's like way better without me. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, I'm never gonna listen, so I won't ever know. That's true. Well, maybe this could be the first one you listen to if we do it without you. Oh, no, I don't want to hear your voice either. Banks of the Cumberland. It's Paradise Pod, season two, episode shit. Yep. 11, 12. Donald, what's going on? Not much, man. We have a, uh, a game that's going to be a little bit difficult to talk about, but in recapping our game day, as we always do, we have uh, a positive experience that we can lead off with. Mm-hmm. Uh, Donald and I, and Karen, who's in the studio with us, uh, we brought a picnic blanket out to Elizabeth Park for the uh, watch party for the New York Red Bulls match, uh, which was also kind of a Juneteenth weekend celebration and an introduction of the mixtape supporters group. Mm-hmm. And it was a really nice event. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, I mean, the Juneteenth stuff aside, like I had a blast at that. Like I would go to that park. Yeah, I would whether, like to, I would like them to do an away game there again. Yeah, whether yeah. Uh, they're celebrating something or not. It was a blast. Like the weather was perfect. We were worried it was going to be too hot, but I don't know if we just like got right in the wind, but it was a chill and, uh, weather was nice. Yeah. Um, I had a blast. Yeah. Up until the game kicked off, it was, uh, it was a really, really nice atmosphere. Um, a nice event, decent amount of people out there. Um, yeah. And I, my thought was that I, it would be a good place to host away games in the future. Um, yeah. and like, like genuinely with the introduction of, of the mixtape supporters group and just everything. It kind of felt like I was a part of something that was larger than just me, which is one of the nice things you can get out of being like a soccer fan. So yeah, no, it's awesome. All right, let's get to the game. New York Red Bulls two, Nashville SC nil starting 11 notes. Matt LaGrasso was in for Anibal Godoy. I was going to say before we get into that, do you want to talk about your, uh, Who's that guy over there? Oh yeah, so Daniel, <laughs> Daniel Nashville was no, sorry. Oh, yeah, we were talking to Daniel when we got there, and he was talking to uh, uh, Steve. Was Steven was yeah, and and I meant to introduce myself to Steven. I was like, I need to go talk to him, which I never did. I still need to do that. But um, I was like, why is that old man that he's talking to so familiar? And Daniel was like, uh, that's Ian Ayer. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, that yeah. makes sense. <laughs> uh, we also found out Ian Ayer is a is a his own name on the back of his jersey guy. Yeah, 
Which like what is his official role in the club? Is he the he's CEO? He's the CEO. I think so. Yeah. Okay. Um, which like, if anyone can put their bat name on the back of the jersey, it's probably the guy that is the CEO of the team. I suppose it lets you get away with it. Yeah. It? Like yeah. he can act. Like we say, we like we'll say like the <laughs> we, as saying like the team played bad. We'll be like, yeah, we didn't do this well. We didn't do that well. As if we're like part of the team. Like he can actually say. He's part of the team. He literally has, yeah, skin yeah. in the game. So I guess he is allowed to put his name on the back of his jersey. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't think you, he would have 69 as the number, but I guess, yeah. you know, you learn something yeah. new about people every day. Yeah. Uh, Just kidding. It was, I think he had seven. Yeah. Would you uh, put your name on the back? Are you name on the back? No, definitely okay. not. I don't know. I mean, yeah, no, I don't think so. I have a, a Dolphins jersey with my name on I the I would have done it when I was a kid. As yeah. a kid, I think it's cool. Well, my dad bought it and like, I think my dad just didn't realize, like, oh, it's not like a thing. It's not the do. worst thing in the world. Yeah, it's not the worst thing in the world. He also put. It's kind of a dad move, isn't it? Yeah. Which the only shocking thing is he put. You, you go no name. You're a no, yeah, name, a no name, no number. Uh, I, don't, I don't like that. I do names for uh, like the Polsic ones. I do names. Let me ask you this: If you were gonna get a name for Nashville on the back of your jersey, who would you get? Because uh, you can't go too obvious. You could you could go like invaders. Oh, I mean, but I feel like you would need to prove it'd be your Leal like, eight. Yeah, like I've been on the Leal train since day one. Yeah, when I get another one, I think I'll probably get Leal eight. Oh. Yeah, um, shout yeah. out me. You yeah, know, being on the Leal train. And shout out Ian Air. Ian Air, we know you're listening. We're ready for you to come on. Yeah. We're ready for you to get in the dog pound. Um, that guy just looks like he's like like you brought up like nice going from like Liverpool. Where like it's like suit and tie and everything, and this guy's just like he's having fun. Yeah, he's out in Elizabeth like Park, growing out his chilling. beard. Yeah, growing out his hair. <laughs> so, yeah, he's living his best life. Yeah, the pressure I feel like is 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 off completely. Yeah. Imagine the pressure of, of managing Liverpool. Liverpool you yeah. know, yeah, he's probably enjoying uh, uh, his time in the states. I'm sure. Um, starting eleven notes: Matt Lagrassa in for Annabelle Godoy. Um, CJ Sapong up top with Hani Mukhtar behind slash alongside him. And uh, the match itself, I don't think there's any denying that Nashville were pretty thoroughly outplayed. Yeah, I don't think I think the like first like five ten minutes were cool because it seemed like it was going back and forth. Yes, I had that note like it was there was a good back and forth to it for the yeah. first ten and then, minutes. Then it, that immediately uh, stopped. Well, then I it hit me that oh Nashville can't play this game. Nope. Um, well, I don't think I don't know. So I'm trying to like see if I'm like really biased in this or not. What do you mean? But I feel like this team really missed. Godoy, and I don't know if that's like a we miss Godoy, yeah. Because I don't know if that's because it just seemed like we were getting destroyed in the midfield. Yeah, it feel, um, you could say we missed Cadiz too, but it so it feels lazy, right? Like, and I feel like we we've done this before a bit, like when we've been missing a player and then we like don't have a great yeah. performance. It's like oh, we really missed so and so, but Godoy especially you're gonna miss in this type of game because of the way the Red Bulls play and the high press that they yeah. put on. Annabelle Godoy is our most press-resistant midfielder. He can yeah. win a foul. He can get you out of pressure. He can turn somebody. He can drop a shoulder. Um, and there's not really anybody else that that kind of does that in midfield on this team. No, and I, it, it's hard for me because I also just notably don't think Legrass is that great. Like I, I feel like he's had and he's had good games coming off the bench, but. Uh, so I'm like trying to like, do we miss Godoy or do I just not like Legrasso? I thought Matt Lagrassa played well mm. and I actually thought Dax McCarty beside him did not have a great game no uh yeah but 
I mean, now there was an Anibal Godoy-sized hole in midfield, undeniably, yeah. and Matt Lagrasso was the player that filled in for him. So, I, I get it. Is that like a Dax and have a good game because he usually has Godoy next to him? Maybe. And we're just like that. Obviously, puts more responsibility on Dax. So yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah, I mean, it does. Um, also, someone, and Lagrasso is not as like physical of a of a presence, or probably doesn't have the defensive. Yeah, now in which midfield feels that like Godoy we has. needed this game because it felt like uh, Red Bulls were like out, physic, like just way more physical than us. Well, I wanted to ask you: Were you more impressed with the Red Bulls or more disappointed in Nashville? Probably disappointed. I didn't actually think Red Bulls looked that great either. I was pretty impressed with them actually. <laughs> yeah, so this I mean, is good that we disagree. Yeah, I don't like it. Like watching us, it felt like we just gave up possession a lot. But it wasn't like it wasn't like uh, Red Bulls were making us give up possession. It was a lot of like over the top balls that just went to nobody. Yeah. Like I don't know like how many times like. Well, they they played with a really sort of distinctive style, um, which you know they 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 were more than the sum of their parts. Like I don't think they have a great deal of individual talent from what I saw in this game. This is the first time yeah. I've watched them all year. But like in reading the previews for this game, it's like they definitely have a style. Like they press high. Um, it's, 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 you know, very vertical, like straight to goal. Um, and there wasn't much of a midfield, you know, to be had in this game, which was the type of game that the Red Bulls wanted to play. And, um, and, and so, yeah, I guess our only option then to kind of, we, we couldn't build out from the back. I mean, and that's where Godoy helps cause he is the press resistant midfielder. Okay. So you don't have him. So then you've still got talent there. And like, I'm higher on Matt Lagrasso than other people are. I get that. But, um, there's still enough talent there where it's like it's, a lot of this was on Gary for me because it's like okay what else do we do how else, how do you build out when you don't have when you've got Dax and Lagrasa how do we build out yeah and there was just I agree there was and no the, no ideas we were going over the top to Sapong and Mukhtar that could not make it stick at all and I've got no and it wasn't like it was just a constant like it wasn't like one or a handful of times pass accuracy accuracy for Nashville sixty percent that's yeah. one of the lowest figures I think I've ever seen yeah it was and rough and it looked like that yeah. Yeah, there was just um, they, they couldn't build out at all. They yeah, deal and, with I, press. and I was kind of surprised that Gary didn't like try to change something up. Like yeah. we kind of mentioned beforehand, like maybe using a back three more. And I figured this was a good game to like we were down a goal or even two goals, and maybe put on an extra forward and take one of the center. Like when Zimmerman came off, I was like, "This is a perfect opportunity to you know, have Romney yeah. as the center back, and then you have." Uh, Johnson, who played for Canada as a uh, uh, more as a center back, yeah, I, I don't know, I, I, I don't know. But just, he just but, did the like for like, and it was like it just wasn't anything. Yeah, I want to talk about that sub in, in a little bit in the, when we get to the second half because it was it was a strange one. I don't really understand it still, so I was hoping you could maybe help me out. But yeah, Red Bulls had numbers over us in midfield every single time because so they were running that kind of diamond, and then we just had no way to play out. So yeah, like like I was saying, like change the system, like. So, okay, so we're going over and around midfield then into Sapong and Hani, but it just never looked close to coming off. So it's like, yeah, we just kind of ran out of ideas. 37th minute uh, goal from Fabio. Yeah, really good goal. And it was a really good goal. Yeah, which like we said immediately. Bangers like, only. Bangers That's all they get scored against scores. Nashville, yeah. So, which is kind of like why I say like Nashville disappointed me more than like. Uh, than the Rebels impressed you. Impressed you was like, I mean, their first goal was a banger and then the the second goal was kind of like a fluky goal a little bit. Like 
Yeah. It was a long, low shot. They were both really, really good goals. Like, yeah, yeah. Like they were not great chances. They just yeah. an individual yeah. had a great finish. Like that second goal probably gets stopped a bunch. It probably doesn't even make it to Joe Willis. On most cases, like that went through like two defenders. Maybe if Cadillac's uh, there too. And then yeah, like uh, then we the midfield kind of laid back a little bit. So yeah, the Fabio goal in the thirty seventh minute. I mean, it was a crazy finish. Like yeah. it, it was really impressive. <sighs> one of those things he's going to hit like one in 20 times probably it came from the right side of our defense so it was like two attackers versus Zimmerman and Johnson and there was just kind of a weird like miscommunication I, I don't know if you've watched the replays back but it's just like I mean we, we weren't in a bad position defensively it was just like two attackers versus Zimmerman and Johnson on the right and they just kind of got the better of them um but yeah going into halftime after that like I even I think I said during the game I was like I'm not that pissed that the Red Bulls no, scored because one they deserve to be ahead at halftime I thought based yeah. on the way they played and the game needed a goal I thought yeah and we almost tied it because Leal had a really really good chance yeah uh, that it was just him and the keeper in front of him and he just hit it straight to the keeper which the keeper made a good save like that's not completely on Leal but uh, I mean if Leal hits that that's a one one tie and maybe the game's different so yeah I guess we can skip ahead to that part of the second half, but before that Randall oh, Leal that chance, it was, yeah, it was 61st minute, but it, it was really the only chance that we had in the entire game. And I want to talk about it because I want to highlight Matt LaGrasse, but, um, 56th minute for, um, Red Bulls in the second half, uh, their right back Kyle Duncan dribbled into space at the top of the box, like fired home a, a really, really nice finish with his left foot, another great goal. So it's like, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it was two really good finishes, but like even outside of those, if if I just watched the game and then someone had assigned a score to it at the end and said like the Red Bulls win 2-0, oh, I'd be like, yeah, the, yeah. their performance it, merited a 2-0 win. This felt like a game where like Nashville knew like 50 minutes into it that they weren't winning and kind of played that way. <sighs> I have a note on that later too. So like, <laughs> okay, so there was that goal. That goal came from a Caden Clark assist and we were oh. excited to watch him do you remember any particular moments from him or were you impressed with him uh, generally not i don't remember much outside of like him out muscling dax one time which for like an 18 year old yeah uh being up on dax yeah that was noticeable but outside of that no it's like whatever he's 18 i went into the game excited to watch caden clark but i came out of it just impressed with the way the red Bulls played together like they had yeah. a system it worked They're young too. and they beat you know, they got past a really, really tough Nashville SC defense twice and had a deserved win. So, yeah, getting to our one sort of chance in the game, 61st minute, uh, Randall Leal chance. And honestly, it seemed like he, sh he should have put it away. <laughs> Fossil arm. <laughs> it seemed like he should have put the chance away. But regardless, the build up to the goal, go or the chance, go watch the highlights. And I've actually, if you go to my Twitter, not to plug my Twitter, but. Um, you can you can watch the highlights and I've I've got a time stamped um link to the to the YouTube video of the highlights and you can see how Matt Lagrassa creates this chance with two first time passes. I mean it was really, really impressive. The first pass was just to link up with Hani Mukhtar and break Red Bull's press in midfield, and then the second sent Sapong throughout wide and then Sapong teed up Leal for the shot. Um and that's the type of thing I think that Matt Lagrassa does that I don't really know who else does that for us in midfield. In fact, I'm going to go ahead and say that no one else plays like that in midfield for us. Matt LaGrasse looks for the progressive pass. He looks for the through ball. 
Um, he looks to link up with players. No one else really does that. that. I mean, you would think maybe Mukhtar is like the nominal 10 of this um, team, but like Mukhtar is more of a forward. He kind of wants to be on the end of chances more so than like linking up and creating them. I feel like Godoy maybe? Godoy maybe. Like I, I look back at that uh, that first Leo or that first Cadiz goal of the, the season uh, where he did that. Godoy through. was kind of quarterbacking I, on the counter. Yeah, and I, I don't. That's more I, him like driving forward. Well, and I think like, he also had a through ball to Leal for that goal. Yeah, he's got a little bit of that in him. So I think Lagrassa is and better. And he's way more aggressive that. than his pass. Like Dax is not like Dax is almost like annoyingly way too hesitant on his passes. Like you'll see something. He wants open. to facilitate from deep. Yeah. He wants to help in the build up. Um which we I mean, we could have used a better performance from him in this game, yeah. frankly. Which uh not to call out any names, but someone in our Go ahead. DMs says uh oh. <laughs> this is the fall of Dax. Like he thinks Dax really? is really I don't think I caught that. Yeah. <sighs> The name's right, the Shmamey Shmepherd. <laughs> Does it seem like um, it's that? How if, does it seem like Dax McCarty's level has dropped to you this season? He's had noticeably bad games, uh, but it's hard with this game because no one looked good. Like, no one looked good. Like, yeah. like I mentioned, I don't know if I can name one. Chalupa. We're gonna have a tough time with the Chalupas. Yeah, we'll, we'll see if we can figure it out. Um, anyways, I, I wanted to highlight Matt Lagrassa because. It's tempting when you see the performance and when you see one constant starter that is swapped in with a with a guy who divides opinion in Lagrassa. It's temp- it's tempting to scapegoat him and say, "Oh, that must be the problem." But I think Matt Lagrassa was far from the problem, and I saw things in this game that um, are indicative of I think the way he plays always, which yeah. is is largely positive in no, my I view. I, I like him a lot. I don't think Lagrassa was an issue. I just don't see how like he's not starting MLS for me like if this team wants to be I don't know if he's a nailed on starter for like an MLS cup winning that's team. what I'm saying if this team wants to challenge for like a cup which I, I mean, think he's more than useful we made it to the conference finals last year conference semifinals yeah um like if if we're setting those expectations like Lagrasses should not probably be starting yeah, I think he's a great option, though. No, it's um, fine. I, again, I'm fine with him off the bench. He's had really good performances off the bench. but And there's no one else that, that plays like him. There's no one else that has some of the attributes that he has, which makes his value, it inflates his value even more in my mind. Yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, substitutes in the second half, strange. So Hawkinson comes on for Leal, which makes sense. Leal played a lot for Costa Rica over the international break. But then Jaleel Baba came on for Invader Zim. What yeah. did you make of that? I think we I didn't I never looked it up to see what the reason I'm sure someone asked why he was subbed off but uh I just assumed it was uh because I know he's going to have the gold cup games coming up and uh try to create some chemistry with Anibaba and Romney maybe and then he had the uh gold he had the uh friendly he played like a half didn't against he against Costa Rica he played like one half of football yeah. Leal played like a ton yeah, I just assumed it was something international related. It's just but, weird. Uh, and like you mentioned, you said something earlier to the effect of like, we felt completely defeated by the second half of this game and it felt like we were kind of giving up. Yeah. I mean, what the fuck? Why are you, why are you, why, why are we making that sub? What is the reason? I, yeah. I, mean, I should have and, watched and, the, the Gary Presser afterwards yeah. to get an explanation because I mean, Zimmer's, it's ba- Zimmer's it baffles me. Like one of, if not the leader of the team. and It feels like giving up, doesn't showed, it? Yeah, I mean, yeah. let's, uh, we're not, this game's again, over. Let's try to create some chemistry with yeah, Anibaba and which, Romney before Zimmerman leaves for the Gold Cup. I didn't, what the fuck is that? I didn't hate it if you were going to go to a back three because I think if you're going to back three... If you're going to change the system, but it was a straight swap. Romney over Zimmerman as the main center back, maybe. 
left footed it's tempting to have him out on the left but i mean yeah if it was a system change maybe if you're trying something different yeah, but it was but just it like a straight swap yeah, yeah. Andy baba was warming up like really really early on and it made me wonder if like zimmerman was indicating that he had like a like something felt tight or something like that so maybe that's the explanation i don't know yeah, but if it was just said- if it was just a straight like tactical swap or like a man management swap no no reason for that it didn't it didn't lead to any more you know goals for new york or you know i i don't i don't remember any baba's performance in particular and i think he will be important for us especially in the absence of of walker zimmerman but like it's just strange one substitute which was something to maybe be excited about professional debut oh, wait, for he was oh okay so what what did they say uh he said zimmerman was dealing with an issue in his lower abdomen uh since returning from National team duty. Okay, was trying to protect him. Okay, so all right, I'll I'll take I'll take their word for it then on that yeah. one. I suppose. Um, professional debut for Jose Danasiano, mm-hmm. our first round MLS Super Draft pick. High hopes for him. Uh, I mean, it's a hard game because no one looked impressive. Yeah. So like, I don't remember you can't anything really go that he did. Ex- you can't really. Yeah, I, he was not noticeable, which like no one on the team was. So it's hard to be like that's his fault. Yeah, like he's not like I'm not gonna write him off this one game when everyone looked bad. At least it's another midfield option because I think that's where he plays. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we're I a mean, little I... short on other options there, and that's it could be something a little different. I hear he's I don't know buzzy, all action kind of box to box everywhere, energetic type of guy. We could maybe use a little bit of that. Yeah. Um, 73rd minute, Sapong got fouled at the top of the box, running onto a long ball from Alistair Johnston. And Mukhtar hit a decent free kick, smashed it off the crossbar. I was just thinking that it was nice to have a free kick threat again with Hani back. Yeah, I like think we- it, it looked like it probably would have been saved anyways. Maybe. Um, but, yeah, no, it's good to have someone that's threatening there. He hit some good like free kicks and corners. Should have been a red. Uh, I remember th- kind of thinking that it was a red in the moment. In watching the replays in the highlights back today, I, it didn't like scream out red card to me. So maybe yeah. I was just emotional out there at Probably. Elizabeth Park. Um, I don't know. But yeah, there were more changes later on. Abu Dunladi came on for CJ Sapong, and we saw the return of Hanwha Abuana. Uh, came on for Mukhtar, which at that point, it felt like we'd given up. Yeah. Um, does, and I was, I was frustrated. Does this games like this make you appreciate Cadiz a little more? Maybe. This might have been a good game for, for Cotties because we wanted to break their press by going over midfield and um, the combination of Sapong and Mukhtar and then kind of like Lagrassa pushing forward, Alex Mwil, Randall Leal, those guys were not able to kind of like get on that second ball or even really win the first ball. Like they, they couldn't make it stick. Third's being so cute tonight. Thurwood's going to get a Chalupa. He'll be the third one. I'm fine with that. He deserves <laughs> it over anyone else. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. You, you could have used Cotties in a match like this, even though for as big as he is, he's not always like the world's greatest target man, but like yeah. he might have had a, a better time with it than, than Sapong. I also didn't think Sapong looked terrible, though. Sapong was fine. Sapong was himself. Yeah, I mean, he had... The, he made some, some he stuff had happen. one goal that was called back for offside. Uh, he had the possibility like what maybe could have been a red card chance. Mm-hmm. Um, and who knows, he could have put that away had uh, he not been impeded. But yeah. um, I didn't think, I think we just didn't have a lot of chances to get him the ball. So, but when he had it, I thought he was fine. I actually yeah. didn't mind him. He might, because I have no one else to pick, might be one of mine. 
Is this the worst we've seen Nashville outplayed in yes. a single MLS match? Yeah, I'm trying to think back. Um, like you have the the second half of the Sporting KC game it was brutal. We were, that was the other. That's the only other one that felt yeah. this bad. But we were also down a man. So like, yeah, when you're down a man, you Johnson kinda, red card. Right? Yeah, yeah. So you kind of expect it, but uh, yeah, no, I've never seen. I mean, we look. Yeah, no, I mean, never seen us look that bad. What? Never seen you, us like not care that's the thing is like it even if felt we lost over it felt so over yeah. and we just saw us and we didn't get a chance to talk about the atlanta match really but we just saw like a really really inspiring sort of comeback but maybe these comebacks from these two nil deficits are have kind of papered over the cracks of what are really some underlying issues yeah i think uh there's an elephant in the room with the team where like uh you're starting to question how good they are. Like you have the two games and Cincinnati's really bad. And oh yeah. And so Montreal. And <laughs> yeah. So undefeated is now over. And I say, thank God, because for me that has papered over what has only been based on performances. I think an okay to sometimes good in some ways start to the season. Yeah. I mean, we, and we did really well against new England. So they're quit licking yourself. Please. You're, have, you're jeopardizing your Chalupa. <laughs> I don't think we've uh, like looked. This is the first game I'd say that we probably deserve to lose, but we haven't deserved to win a lot. It's the worst performance this season. Yeah, yeah, for sure. At least this season. Um, but this now we're in the point of because we have so many draws and so little wins that like yeah. Now if we we can't really afford to lose, which kind of yep. So. Sucks. This is the thing with the undefeated. Like it was always one loss away from looking much worse. The season as a yeah, whole, it was also one win away. It was always from on the precipice. Really it was. It kept everything kind of on a tightrope. Yeah. And it could all. It could go sort of off. The, it's not like the season's gone off the rails. It's still early. We're still a good team. Um, but it, I think after the loss, I think our standing now reflects the reality a bit more. Yeah. It was. It was always one win away from looking really good, but also. You have the opposite one loss. Yes, exactly. So now it's always have, on a knife edge. Yeah. So yeah. now we have the one loss, and I yep. mean, you have two games against Toronto and Montreal that, like, if you don't win those, like, that's that's gonna be rough. Yeah, we're gonna drop yeah. out of the playoff picture. Yeah. Um, power like, rankings—that's a big thing in MLS because teams are at like different stages of matches played a lot of the time. Um, and people, Nashville fans would be upset with Nashville not getting enough respect in like MLS power rankings. Well, maybe there's something to waiting on ranking Nashville SC super highly now. Maybe those people need to probably ask themselves some questions on, on whether the, the journos kind of had a point on not immediately placing Nashville in the upper echelons of the league based simply on having not you know lost one match like the undefeated thing was i mean it, it if you haven't been defeated then you are undefeated but it 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 gave the illusion that this team was having a stronger season than i think we actually were yeah i mean it's tough though cuz we were completely dominant in the cincinnati and montreal games those were draws um we beat or we had the draw against Miami, which I, I think that also game Miami probably deserved to win that one too. Um, yeah, we've looked dominant in games that we drew, and then we won two games. And it feels like the Austin game specifically, we should have 
beat them way more. feels like we're just underperforming, which sucks. But is that, but now it's starting to become a trend. Like we're underperforming yeah. a bunch. <laughs> um, I will kind of give my last word to the Red Bulls. Like I said, I was more impressed with them than I was disappointed with Nashville. And, you know, similar to Nashville, they're not, there's no really like superstar, um, a lot of young players. How about that little left back, the karate kid looking guy? Oh, yeah. Good little player. Like, uh, yeah, I love that kid. Yeah. Uh, and he, that was tough to see the picture of his, like his senior prom picture after the game. I was like, you know, him and Caden Clark were probably working on algebra two homework after this game. And they, you know, took Nashville to the woodshed. That's tough. Yeah. That kid, uh, very cocky. I don't know. I love when he had, he had a good game. 18 years old. Looks like he like karate kid. Like 80s <laughs> I know. Yeah. Yeah. But then there was like, there was a picture that went around to him. Just afterwards. plays with an edge, which yeah. it was like his prom picture. Like he's, yeah. he's also 18 years old and you know, Caden Clark is too. And it's just like, he, he ah, feels bad. It <laughs> feels bad, man. Yeah. He feels like, uh, he's going to be one of those kids, like one of those players that like, if he's not playing on your team, you're going to hate him. Yeah. Player. Yeah. Um, but I was impressed with the Red Bulls and I thought similar to Nashville, they are better than the sum of their parts. We're still a good team. We're still better than the sum of our parts, but the Red Bulls play in a completely different way. You know, we're built on organization, solidity, um, and, and strong defensive play and, you know, being in kind of a mid block, you know, and, you know, defending well when we get into deeper positions, uh, with two really good center backs um they play in a totally different way they had they had a style and i said this about austin so a lot of people thought austin was shit when they played in nashville i thought they deserved a lot of credit for having an idea of how they wanted to play i could kind of see that they wanted to play in a certain way um and with red bulls i mean who has a who had a more distinctive like identity tactically than them in the league i mean that was impressive i mean the way they pressed was like they really really we we played their game you know, we were forced to play their game and um and we couldn't do it and that's why we got beat um last note for me was um clay you know from the roadies and in pharmaceutical soccer um made the road trip and he ha- he mentioned after the game that like the players or no one from the team like went over and like clapped the away fans or anything which is bullshit the away fans get no love uh it yeah. kind of upset me to hear i don't know yeah i don't know i'm not like a I don't know. I don't think I really give a shit. I mean, just like after. So I think I I'm think, not that type of fan, though. I like. I get it. I, I get think why. the. I think away fans. I think that there's no fan that is better than another fan, and that's kind of one thing that this whole show is predicated upon is like all the different types of fans. You know, yeah. there's lots of different types of fans, and you can enjoy the team in different ways, and none are better than another inherently. But I think away fans, like dedicated away fans that go to a lot or all the away games deserve a lot of credit for that that no, takes a I, real level of dedication and they should at least get a little bit of a clap after the game yeah no i don't I disagree don't with that i just i wouldn't be hey uh come on man it's not something that like i get why clay is upset about it it wouldn't be something that i would be just, i'm upset about it i think the yeah. away fans need to be, be shown that respect <laughs> come on dude what's the deal he's mad about it too derwood's upset derwood's upset uh had uh had Nashville won, they would have clapped. Like to me, it was just like the context matters. Like they lost. I get it. They should still do it, but I think con- like maybe that to give them the benefit of the doubt, you could say like maybe they didn't. I don't know the number of fans that were there. Yeah. 
with clay maybe they didn't notice where they were or something or i mean i'm sure they they know they got their fucking ass kicked by new york and they wanted to get in the locker room and get away yeah but I, you should go make a gesture to the away fans yeah. that's a long ass fucking no trip. i again I, I agree that they should my just logic is like in the grand scheme of things like life like who really cares that much i don't know i mean in supporting a team i mean that away support makes a difference so like what if those away fans are like well i'm not doing this type of shit again like that away support is something that can help fuel the team on away trips arguing that they should they 100 should have i just if it me personally if i was there i probably wouldn't care that much just because it's not a big deal yeah in life like if a team comes to collapse you it doesn't really matter (laughs) yeah i was upset to see that um, yeah, no, they definitely should, and it, yeah, it's but it was also just like coming off the end of like a really disappointing performance and result, and so it was just kind of another thing that was just like, ugh, yeah. what a what a frustrating night. Yeah. Um, outside of the um, the uh, celebration of the new Sporters Group, the mixtape, which is great, and and all that went with uh, with the with the kind of away game viewing party, which which was great, so. I don't know. I mean, it's it's not all doom and gloom, and um, it's our first loss of the season. Yeah, if anyone, um, what, what what do you put a put a bow on on this match for me, Donald? What do you what do you take away from it? Uh, well, the watch party was great. Mm-hmm. That's my takeaway. <laughs> okay, uh, that's good. If anyone from the mixtape listens, I want to buy a T-shirt. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll pay whatever. <laughs> uh, Can we do three chalupas? Uh, yeah. Um, you got any ideas? <laughs> Oof. You want me to throw one out? I'll go Kose just for being his first game. Kose's debut. That's great. High hopes for him. Yeah. He's from Virginia, right? Uh, yeah. He I think they're a pretty good soccer Virginia. program. Yeah. Um, well, ACC puts out a lot. I mean, J- Alistair Johnson. Alistair Johnson came from there. I think North Carolina is a pretty like blue blood soccer program. Yeah. I think um, so. The Tucker Hume and his twin, the other Tucker Hume, their Tar Heels went to North Carolina. Um, we had one or two other guys in the USL days, I think. Yeah. Maybe like I think uh Alan Wynn came from there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um I thought Dave Romney had a couple of, of good to really good defensive moments. I remember a couple times during the viewing party I was like, Dave Romney, like what a really, really solid defensive moment there. Um and then for the third one, can I give it to Matt Lagrassa, the third one? No. <laughs> I'll give it to Joe because the team did not do him favors. I'm giving it to Matt Lagrassa. Now right. we have four Chalupas. We thought we wouldn't have yeah, three. We can have four. Let me give it to Matt Lagrassa. Okay, whatever. I thought he acquitted himself well on his first start in quite some time. And um I, I don't want to talk about it anymore. Yeah. But and I would he's good. start Godoy and Anunga over him. Um different types of games. I mean they they're Anunga is 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 it would be a more of a direct replacement for Godoy in what he gives you like defensively and physically. Yeah. So I mean that was a pretty in hindsight that's a pretty like physically thin midfield and when you go back and watch the goals that were scored on us like a, a, a physical kind of more shielding defensive midfielder there might have helped to prevent them. So like that's a fair criticism. Like I don't know, but I think Lagrassa has a lot of attributes that can can help the team win if they're if they're set up in a position to take advantage of them i don't think there's any news that we need to hit on is there uh no i think uh and i think rios is still out and baji is out yeah so I, th- I think we'll continue to see with uh with Cotty's away with venezuela on Copa america duty we'll continue to see sapong 
But Godoy and Anunga could be back. Anunga would be nice to have back, and then obviously Godoy would be huge to have back. Um, that's about it. That's there's, about it. Yeah, there's really no news. We could probably hit listener cues then. So, Ruchesco, shout out Ruchesco. Shout she out Ruchesco. He or she, I don't know, uh, asked a question before, but we didn't, I forgot to answer it, so I apologize. Whoops, that's always Donald's fault. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, shit. On a scale of 1 to 10, how buggered are NSC when the Gold Cup rolls around? Like, yeah. you're not having, basically, you're going to be I'm supposed to read it in a Gary Smith accent, too, right? Uh, maybe. Isn't that a part of the question? Oh, bonus if you read this in a Gary Smith accent. Yeah, I need the bonus points. Um, so I'll say, uh, the lads the lads are proper buggered off, and, you know, we just were lacking that quality in the final third. I don't know. I can't even do a good Gary That's tonight. That's how disappointed I am. Uh what yeah. was the question again? <laughs> yeah, how are we? Ba- how screwed are we when the Gold Cup comes around? Well, who are we going to miss during the Gold Cup? We're going to miss Walker Zimmerman and yes. Randall Al, presumably Alistair Johnston. Yeah, we're fucked. I mean, those these are like our core guys. Um, Randall Al, we're pretty buggered off, or whatever the terminology they used was. Uh, we're in trouble. What do you think? I wonder if. Uh, Oh, wait, never mind. Let's say we're just missing Zimmerman and Leal, if it was just those two. Panama. And Godoy. Okay. Godoy, fuck. Yeah, we're in trouble. I mean, <laughs> yeah. we're in trouble. Yeah. Um, It's tough. Now, I have a lot of faith in Anunga, if he is healthy, to yeah, I've liked what slot I've in and place of Godoy. I'm excited to see him again, because I was very, very impressed with him at times last year. I think he's got a big future. Um, But, I mean, missing Johnston is tough, real tough. Yeah, you could argue three of our best four players are our, missing. Those, those are all core guys. Like those yeah. are all, yeah, those are like in our like five most important players. Like the guys that are the hardest to replace. Yeah. I wonder Man, if we'll change more, the system. I we're mean, we're gonna get more Eric Miller. I think we'll probably get some Eric Miller. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> uh, bo- well, we have that Dylan Nealis now. So. Um, bonus question from Ruchesco. Uh, what do you make of the bollocks? Make of this bollocks about the La Liga MX and MLS merger? I struggle with that fucking question. Have I? I don't think I've heard about this at all until this question. Uh, feels borderline. So what is this? A, is, is this a rumored thing that Liga MX and MLS? I think it's always been like it's been a thing for like. I think that it would probably never years. happen just for the the difficulties of like from an international business standpoint, perhaps would yeah. probably make it difficult and it would be bad for MLS because we'd be getting spanked week in week out because Liga MX pays its replacement level average guys, a much higher salary than MLS can offer. And that is why they're better. Yeah. What is this? I don't word? know if we were talking about this on pot or not, but like this is what makes Liga MX stronger is like our top guys in MLS can compete with the top guys in Liga MX. Um, but it's that replacement level guy. It's that mid-level guy that can make a higher salary in Mexico. And, you know, that's that's where they're stronger. Their their worst players are better than our worst players. Yeah, I think we talked about this with Slape and basically yeah. whether the salary cap. I don't know if we're recording or not, but yes. Yeah, um, yeah. I, think it, I think it is probably yeah. an issue. I'm trying to figure out what this word is that she said. Feels borderline. Please. Masochistic. Is that a word? Is that how you pronounce mm-hmm. it? Yeah. Masochistic. So yeah, I think what they're trying to say there is masochistic in the sense of like self harm. So like it would, I think they're saying that it would be MLS would be foolish to do that because they'd be getting their ass kicked, and that's kind of the cool. point I was making too. All right. Donald learns a new word, folks. Yep. <laughs> uh, Paul, shout out Paul. What up, Paul? Uh, Mike Jacobs wants 
to sign you to solve the striker crisis. You'll need a neck tap before you can play up top. What tap do you get? Yeah. Um, well, we were, I was at, uh, I was at Ulta beauty with my bae the other day cause she sat with me at guitar center for a while. So, <laughs> so we could go to Ulta for a little bit. Um, and they had these, uh, like, um, temporary tattoos and they were, it was like, it was a bunch of live, laugh, love type of shit, you know, let it be and a little cursive and stuff. Um, so maybe I'd do something like that. You know, maybe I'd do like, uh, faith, hope, love, like under the ear. Mm-hmm. Maybe that'd be my neck tat. What about you? Uh, I'll do star Wars. Just piss you off. <laughs> what specifically from star Wars? Would you like, well, uh, I'll just get like, uh, what if you did like a, a scene, like a, like a, like a, like the x-wing going through like the the death star i'll get um like all like a landscape tattoo that takes up the whole front of your neck i'll get i'll get ray yeah just because i feel like you hate the new i don't hate the new ones star wars Uh, star wars is okay i thought you hated the new ones no i just (laughs) i make fun of star wars to bother you yeah um no i probably i don't know what i'd get i'll do Star Wars. whatever i would maybe do like like flames, like a flames going all up my neck, yeah. you know, maybe like a spider web. Yeah. Maybe like a giant spider web. Yeah. That'd be pretty sick too. Uh, has been sports. Shout out them. What up guys? Uh, is cake bread. And why is the answer? Yes. It's cake bread. It's cake bread. Never thought about it. Yes. Is it? I'm just assuming everything you bake is bread. Everything you bake is bread. Well, that's false on its face. Okay. What do you mean by that? I don't know. You, you bake some. You bake a chicken breast. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> There's already holes in my logic. Um, I mean, a cake is a bready thing. Cake could be a bread. Yeah, I'll give I'll, it. I'll, I'll say cake's a bread. Yeah, I'll say cake's cake. Cake is a sweet bread. Yeah. yeah, it rises. This might be controversial. You bake it. Yeah. Cake's it rises. Bread. Cake's a sweet bread. And uh, sweet moist bread. Everybody's favorite word, moist. Why do you think people hate that word? Karen's making a face. Do you put yeast in cake? Probably. I don't know why I immediately looked at the only female in the room. Yeah, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Donald comes out as saying women's places in the kitchen and nowhere else on uh, Paradise Pod. Fuck. God damn it. <laughs> Canceled, bitch. <laughs> uh, Christian, shout out Christian. Shout out CP. It's actually a really good question by Yes, him. good questions. Is there a synonym for the word synonym? <laughs> what is his deal right now? As far as you can get a Chalupa Durban. Is, is there a synonym for synonym? Yeah. I don't know. Now, are we saying cinnamon? Nope. Are, you, are we, well, are, do you understand what cinnamon I'm asking? C- can you say it? Cinnamon. No. Cinnamon. No. He's asking synonym. Yeah, no. Is, is this a new word for I Donald as asking, well? Synonym? No, I thought you were asking me to say cinnamon. No. Am I saying it right? He asked. No, I know synonym. Syn- there you go. But I'm asking, I thought you were asking me to say cinnamon. Because I feel like I have a struggle pronouncing that. But Why I would I be right. asking you about cinnamon? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> is there a synonym for synonym? I don't know. I, I don't know. One thing I like is uh, is a variation on that that type of word. Um, an aptronym. Have you ever heard this term? So if there's like um, if there's a goalkeeper named like Tom Glover, equivalent. then that would be called an aptronym. Equivalent would be a yep. synonym of synonym, I guess. Um, an aptronym is someone whose name is like uh it it relates to like what they do or the type of person that they are so mm-hmm. like if uh 
if Donald Hall, if you were somebody that like were an architect that worked on the construction of hallways, Donald Hall, you would, you would have an aptronym. So that's a fun thing. This is something that folks can go out and Google. If you, instead of watching the highlights of this Red Bulls match, why don't you go look at, at aptronyms on Wikipedia? It's a fun Wikipedia page. Okay. I'll do that. Link in the description, guys. Be looking out for that. Uh, this is from the DMs because uh, apparently when you get on the podcast, you quit asking questions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Double-edged sword. We've gotten all the good question askers on the podcast now, so now we don't get as many good questions. Uh, I mean, the questions tonight have been very good, I'll say. Yeah. Slate what, what did we get from uh, the DM? How's your rehab going as you prefer prepare to make your soccer debut? Yep. I'm joining uh, I'm joining Slate's uh, Red and White Army Um in a, in a rec league, uh, rehab's going well. I've been doing a lot of compression, a little ice. I've been doing a lot of range of motion work. I think I'll be ready to go. I'm missing, uh, I'm missing our, our home opener, I'm missing our debut. Um, excellent segue into, oh wait, never mind. No, not an excellent segue. Uh, I said, how do you feel guilty for all the home games you're skipping? Yeah, I'm going to have to miss one. Um, but it works out cause I'm not fully healthy yet and mm-hmm. I, I want to hit the ground running and I know, I know my captain, Jonathan Slate, wants that too. So Cool. Uh, Andy. Shout out to Andy. It's been a while. He had a lot of questions. Yeah. Do we need, why don't you do some editorializing to, uh, to, fu- to figure out the, the one or two best questions probably for us to take within this uh, this uh, of cues. He's asking, uh, paraphrase a lot of this was, uh, was the loss on Willis. Like how, was Willis the reason we lost? I don't think so. No. I think they were both really, really good They're goals. They are both really good goals. That, uh, one, the first goal probably might not even hit the net nine out of ten times. Yeah. Like, if that was a six inches the other way, that's out. There's no stopping that first goal, the Fabio um, goal. Then the, Fabio. Dun- the Duncan one, again, I don't even think makes it to Willis most times. That was a really, really good shot from a right back to step up and hit that with their left foot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how um, good were their fullbacks? Because you had that kid that scored that really good goal on the right, and then Tolkien on the other side yeah i mean they're a good um, side what are other formations you think our squad can be effective at uh you like the two striker <sighs> i will I, i'm honey pilled so we need to talk about the honey pill and give you the reasons why you should all take the honey pill with me and john hobenreich who is also who, who gave me my first honey pill um and by honey pilled i mean that i am of the belief that we should run out Hani Mukhtar as a lone striker. So sometimes he functions as like a second striker when he's playing in behind like Kadis or Sapong. I'm talking play Mukhtar up top on his own, sole striker. Yep. That's my idea. That would be, so that's not a formation. I don't know how much that answers the question. I I think, I don't know. I think personnel wise, it's hard to change it up from our four two three one at the moment. Yeah. You know, I, mean, I don't you're... like to, you know, I don't like to call out individual bad performances. And that's not what this question was, but like, since Alex Will scored his goal, he's been he's been not great. Yeah. Like you could you could switch up the system by dropping him and throwing in like a third midfielder and make it kind of like a more of like a four three three. Good segue into that. Okay. From Nashville, hmm. uh, someone mentioned earlier offensive black hole on the right side of the field at the moment with yeah. Mule and uh, Al. How do we fix that? Al tried to make some things happen with some long passing. I don't know. What do you think? Uh, replace Mule. With someone that's not a liability, I'm ready. Also, I'm ready to see someone else. I was surprised that they didn't switch. Just sw- try to switch Mule and Liao, because Liao typically, can, or Liao will play both. They switch. I think they might have played bunch. both sides a bit in this match, okay. but um, I didn't notice it. I thought Liao came off pretty quick. I think it's time for Hawkinson to get a start. 
he comes off the bench and does well yeah. and looks really up for it. He's physical. He's athletic. Um, he's got an eye for a pass. Speaking of, you know, the type of thing that Matt LaGrasse does, someone else that also kind of looks for that thing seems to maybe be Hawkinson. He seems like he's got a little bit of everything. Yeah. I think he could be a spark. I think I could. you could make a case for him getting in the starting yeah, lineup. At this point, I would I would try anyone. Yeah, he's not, he's not been great. Will, I think, is always going to be better in the type of game where we're, like, clearly an underdog, where we're going to be defending more. Yeah. He which, wasn't... He still wasn't. He wasn't good this game, but I yeah, think we also kind of gave up on the Buana thing. Like it was like one game that he didn't look great in, and it's like, oh, like no longer playing him. And it might just be like from a defensive aspect, like he just that's not how he plays, and that's what Gary wants. I, I still don't but know really what type of player Buana is. I don't either. But that my argument is that we just tried it one game and kind of gave up. Yeah, and maybe revisit it and see. Like I think that Will's performances now have raised the question of whether or not someone else could give us something different there in the, in that spot. Just now? That's now raising your question? Yeah, well, here's he had a long track record of doing a lot of good things, but mm-hmm. it's, it's something feels uh, awry. I don't know. Okay. Uh, good questions. Um, Mal. 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 I wanted, this question's only going to be you because I want you to talk about this. Okay. Uh, why is our mascot a coyote? Which I guess I can answer that. I want to get your thoughts on the choice of the coyote. Okay. Um, but uh, So why is our mascot Tempo, our big, beautiful, furry, soft-furred, big, beautiful-eyed mascot Tempo, why is it a coyote? So I don't know if this is 100% the reasoning why, but I know a lot of the, like, during the, like, Save Our Fairgrounds things, um coyotes got brought up by like the people that were against the stadium and it kind of became like a running meme yeah of coyotes yeah and then i think um the other thing is that i can't remember what event this was around or whatever but there was a literal coyote that got stuck in like music city center or something gotcha during maybe like a nashville sc thing or something I, I don't know so that's why like when tempo when they went like new mascot just dropped when tempo dropped they took like pictures in the in the bathroom of the, i think the music city center which was like started from the bathroom now we're here they like captioned it like that so there's a lot of different little things for it and the coyote is a uh is a is a is a cool animal that is local to this region of the world um so i think that's why it's a coyote cool yeah so how do you feel about the coyote well i've shared my thoughts or at least alluded to them previously trying Um, to bang the coyote tempo (laughs) just Tempo raises a lot of interesting feelings inside of me. I think everyone is probably familiar with the with the furry. Yeah, keep in mind. Your girlfriend this, is right this here. This is a she she it's fine. This is a we're first and foremost a sex positive podcast and we do not kink shame. So, yeah. please be sensitive to what I'm about to say. No. I have no I just one Tempo I, I got to meet Tempo. Tempo came and sat on our picnic blanket. He did lay, lay right next to I got you. to kind of stroke Tempo's for a little bit. It felt good. And um, I didn't get the chance to really share my feelings with Tempo. I, I was nervous. You know, I think Tempo's cute. And um, <laughs> has, has, has Te- Tempo had- makes me, I don't know. I, I don't know how to describe the way I'm feeling about Tempo. Tempo is, is, a, is beautiful. Anything yet, Karen? <laughs> I wouldn't call myself a furry. Not yet. But I had never had the thought previously until I was introduced to Tempo. That's all I'm going to say. No shame here. If you're into that, man, 
That's cool. I, it could be something. I don't know. Sometimes you need a little something different in your life. Maybe this is my thing. Furs. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out for shout out all the furs. Shout out all the furs out there. <laughs> uh, and then uh, both uh, Nashville no and uh, Davey want you to talk about your pot or your cocktails. Mm, talk about my cocktails, huh? Yeah. Well, tonight we did a Snow White cocktail. Um, Seth came over to help me hang a picture. Thank you, Seth. Um, he left because Donald took too long to get over here to record. Which, again, I feel like you told him, like, oh, we do the podcast at, like, 7 o'clock. No, I told him, like, 8-ish. Yeah, and I was here, like, 20 minutes after when we normally I'm just giving start. you shit. He needed to go home for some other yeah. reason. Um, well, he also said I took too long, and I was like, what time What time do you think we were going to record the podcast? Because... It's only like 20 minutes later than we normally do. Yeah, we usually do it around eight. Um, no, I, I like making drinks. It's uh, it's a fun thing to do. And once you kind of buy the uh, the kind of bar staples that allow you to make the most common drinks, you can kind of like make people a drink that you know they might like when they come over, which is fun. Um, Seth wanted a blueberry mojito and uh, we were out of, of mint. But uh, we kept it in the family with rum, and we made a, what was this called? The Snow White Cocktail? Um, this was my first Egg White Cocktail, surprisingly. You would think I would have made like a whiskey sour or something by this point. Um, but um, I don't know. I, I, I like a drink, and uh, I've, I've drank a lot of, of light domestic pilsners in my day, and at some point it's nice to kind of mix it up and it, you know what is nice about it is that like i used to be someone that could very easily just crush like a six pack of ipas like by myself playing fifa mm -hmm. no problem um if you like kind of craft yourself like a, a drink that's a little bit nicer you drink a little bit less and uh and that's a good thing so uh yeah I'm, i i struggle with cocktails because i really only like rum mm. um can't do whiskey anymore you should have tried this i tried to make you one i know you know how i am with the. Uh, your, your tummy hurts, aren't doesn't that? that also, yeah. We don't have to cut this out. Just bleep this, please. Sure. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I have the shits. You shit not as due to ass, folks. So it happens to everyone. It's been a rough couple hours. Yeah. Breakfast got, burrito guy. Got the said. hot snakes. I'm sorry about that. Coming out. That's tough. Uh, I got some tums that are the best tums I've ever had. They're chewable. Yeah. They're really good. No, I never, I never mind it because once, like, it, it's always a really good feeling when it's finally done. <laughs> Like once you've like got all all of it out, it's just like yeah, you feel like you really you been through like, something. <laughs> you, feel, you feel like you just went through like a cleanse almost. Yeah, like yeah. Your body just got rid of all the waste. Yeah. So. Are you ever taking like a rough one and you start to like sweat? Uh, yeah, yeah, all the time. Okay. Um, but yeah, it, it's kind of like climbing a mountain. Well, you can kind of like you can wipe yourself down when you get out, and it's it's almost like you've you've you've, you've come through something. Yeah. And you feel yeah, it's like climbing a mount like a like Mount Everest and. Yeah, uh, it's the struggle to the get evil there. Evil has worked its way through. You, you want to like you contemplate ending life, but <laughs> once you get to the top, it's it was all worth it in the end. Uh, movie wreck. We watched. Um, what was the movie, Karen? The um, um, about the climber, the dude with the 127 hours finger chopped off. No, it's a documentary about like a. Damn, I'll have to cut this. It was very good. What yeah. happened? Never mind. It's it's just a good documentary. I'll what was it about? It was about a guy. Shit, I shouldn't have brought it up. I can't talk about it. Um, yeah, wild. I this isn't gonna work because I don't remember well enough. Damn. Yeah. Did you just let, watch it too? Uh, last week we watched it. And you already forgot. Um, it's about it's about it's about rock climbers. It's yeah. about people that people that free climb. Oh, yeah. it's like solo. 
Yeah. It's interesting. That guy's wild. The guy that does the free cell. Well, not like his like philosophy on life is just wild. Cause he like, yeah, you told me about you this. have to, he basically, he's like accepted death. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He said, which he's is mean like, to his lady. She's like, I only care about climbing. Yeah. And we're not going to use no. this probably anyways. <laughs> I think this is a good conversation. Yeah. Well, he, he's, but yeah, he's also, he's brought up that he, he's like self-aware that he needs to like, he has to be different. Yeah. He realizes that she also needs him to like care about their life. Like he, he knows, he knows, yeah, yeah. He knows that he does, but it's still just a wild thing that like you're accepting that you're, you might like you're like, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, he does. It's, have you not watched that documentary? No. You should, she you need to likes watch it, that. so you need to watch it. Yeah. Um, but well, maybe the save. Maybe we'll use this then because you guys saved it with actually talking about it. Maybe yeah. You yeah. Remember um, talking about. But his just his it's just really wild that like he's accepted death. But uh, yeah, he's kind of going through a thing where she's like, I don't want him to die, but he is like completely okay with it. I did a similar thing during the Red Bulls match in the second half. I accepted death and in fact yeah. was welcoming he it. He also explains like rock climbing like i feel like i could do it yeah i think i have rock climbing's uh, pretty cool i think i have the what's that thing where like you think you can just like i had the same like dumb confidence yeah i had the same thing when i went through van gogh museum uh where i was like man i feel like i could draw better than van gogh <laughs> <laughs> the don wall we watched the oh. don wall not the don donald hall wall but the d-a-w-n isn't that in yosemite yeah. Yeah, that's just that's he goes through it all. But he yeah. charts this whole new course through well, it. Well, you'll the Don's a, I think a different wall than yeah, El Capitan, but yeah, yeah. It's yeah. El Capitan. Yeah. It's that rock. He does the whole uh, okay. thing in some new way. He's missing a finger. And also he like they get abducted in his youth, like the girl that became his wife eventually and then they split up, but they got like abducted on like a rock climbing trip that they were like shooting a documentary about by like a rebel militia group and like yeah Kazakhstan or something and he has to kill this guy like they're climbing along a rock wall he's like I'm gonna do it and everybody in his group's like all right do it bro and he like he has to push this like militia dude off to save their lives essentially if you listen to the dude that uh the way he describes like Rockland the dude from free solo like uh I feel like missing a finger is like not super important just because like a lot of it's like using leverage Uh so you're just like like some of the cinematography in this one though, like they get in on like what they're doing with like their fingers and stuff. And it's like, I think it, you would think, well, they say he comes back better from the incident cause he's like the yeah. best rock climber in the world or whatever. But yeah. but yeah, you're just like shifting weight and then like using that against the rock. So it's not like some of the footage like in that Dawn wall is incredible. Yeah. So there's a movie wreck for you guys. I don't no. know if we'll use this. You should watch not. free solo, but yeah, you don't. Anyways, do we have any yeah. more cues? No, that's it. Um, we have a couple of matches to preview. I'm not sure when we'll be able to record again. Certainly not um, before we play Toronto and Montreal. Uh, we got a couple of Canadians coming into town, eh? Can you do a Canadian accent, Donald? Sorry. <laughs> it's perfect. Uh, two home matches in quick succession. We got five straight home games. Yeah. Um, Toronto on Wednesday. Yep. Coming up quick. This episode won't have long to marinate, um, but that's okay. 
Uh, and then oh, we got to do predictions. I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, Montreal then on Saturday. How do you see this week going Dude, I have no for the idea. boys in gold? It's hard to say, isn't it? Yeah, it's one of those that like, are we who we are? We just this? Are we underperforming or is this who we are? It's getting and very now, interesting. Now I'm getting again. way and way less confident about. But again, one win, you beat Toronto, and then all of a sudden you're just probably feeling very confident about this team. So it's, it's so hard. I'll ask you this. How many points do you think we take away from these two matches? Or how about we do this? Four out of six. Since we may not record again until after Philadelphia comes to town on July 3rd. No, I won't be back till the 10th, so it's going to be after. Well, we might just record without you. Okay. Why don't you just go on like, (laughs) uh, why don't you just join Speedway and do their thing? Uh, They haven't made a transfer request yet. They'd have to meet my release clause, which is pretty hefty. I thought they asked. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, so, okay. Toronto, Montreal, Philadelphia, three home games in a row, nine points on offer. How many points do you think we take from, from these next three games? Six. Okay. You're thinking like two wins and a loss? Yes. Does that equal six? I think that's optimistic. I mean, it's Philly, home games. How is Philly this year? Do we know? I can't remember if they're as good as they've I been. I don't think they're as good. I mean, they're they lost. A little bit down. They lost, obviously, should, Brendan Aronson. And Mark McKenzie. And Mark McKenzie. Uh, Philadelphia's third, so shit. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this can be rough. I mean, Toronto, again, I think, is down. And frankly, Mo- when Montreal came into town, we got a 2-2 draw, correct? Yeah, but we were... Bet definitely outplayed them. It should have been. We should have won. I was sort of impressed with Montreal, to be honest. I no, like I was. The person but, that feels that way. Uh, no, I thought they were impressive, but I thought we also were dominant. I mean, that game could have easily been like four two Nashville. I think we'll bounce back. It also, could have been like I think we'll bounce back and beat Toronto. We'll get like a two one against Toronto, yeah. and then I think Montreal could be another draw, and then we'll lose to Philadelphia. So I'm gonna say four points. I'm from gonna these say next three matches. two wins against the Canadians and lose against Philly. Okay, um, well, we shall see. the The season is is once again sort of on a knife edge. Still early, I guess. We've played what eight matches now? Yeah, I think seven. We, I think we do forget that like this is going to be a full season, whereas like Still last year early. was like yeah uh, shortened. But uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of soccer left to be played. Yeah, but um, it feels like. Uh, are you eyeing the panic button? Um, you know the the old panic button. What to say about the panic button that hasn't been said? Have you um you dusting it off? Have you thought about the panic button? I've thought about it. Yeah. I'm not eyeing it, but I've like thought about like, dang, should I climb those stairs to go get that panic button? What does it look like? What would it feel like? Uh it's like a easy button for staples. I, what if I just tapped it? What if I, I what if I didn't smash it? What if I just just pressed it? What if I just pressed the panic button? Didn't smash it. What if I just Said I'm I'm panicked. Why not? Are you putting just you're just putting batteries in the panic button? <laughs> exactly. I'm, just, I'm making sure it's charged up. Yeah. Um, making sure I know where it is. Yeah. I'll say. See, I'm I'm I haven't searched for it, but I'm in the back of my head. I'm like oh, I should probably get go go check the attic for that button. Make sure I know where it's at. Yeah. Um, interesting times for the boys in gold. Good times for the pod as always. Donald, is there anything else we should hit? Uh, nope. All right, cool. Well, this has been a fun one despite a uh, frustrating match. Uh, oh, I was going to say, you quit doing your uh, uh, rundown, episode rundown. What's that? Why is that? What do you mean? When you post the episodes, you used to do like a rundown of what we talked about. You I still do that. You didn't do it last one. What was the last episode? Slate? 
Yeah. I still did topics. Like I hit topics that mm-hmm. we did. That we talked about. You did, did. Don't tell me what I did and didn't do. Look it up. Do cut this out. Well, <laughs> the magic of podcasting. <laughs> if you did it, cut out that I nope. called you out. No, nope. that's not how it works. I'm behind the boards. You did not. You're in my world now. Yes, I did. I oh, did. I didn't. I didn't tweet it. But yeah, I, that's what I was meaning. Well, those are always in the episode description. You wouldn't know. No, you but I like the. It. I like you the like tweeting tweet it. Picture thing. Okay. Well, I will pledge to do better, and I think the boys in gold will pledge to do better, as well. Should we sign off? Yeah. Okay. We will see you guys. Uh, in like a month. Yeah, in a while. Yeah, it's gonna be a minute. Good luck. Listen to uh, always listen. Listen to Speedway, Pharma. <laughs> listen to the better podcast. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see you again uh, when we see you. Come on, you boys and girls.